I respectfully disagree podcast. Fresh off work. Quick episode, about 15, 20 minutes, man. Uh, just want to get some things off my mind real quick. Uh, appreciate those that have supported the channel. Uh, finally, finally hit 500 subscribers, man. Definitely, definitely appreciate it, man. That was a, a, a dope feeling to um, check a milestone off the box, you know what I'm saying, put a check in the box. And it's one of those things where it's like when I first started the YouTube joint, you know what I'm saying, like the goal, of course, was just to have a visual content along with the audio or whatnot. But more or less, it's like, okay, you putting out all these episodes, having all these dope conversations. At the end of the day, it's like you want to at least attempt to monetize off of your hard work, your efforts. And that's why it's like, okay, let's try the YouTube route. I wish I had done it sooner because like I said, a, a lot of our episodes, especially in the beginning, man, was, you know, extremely dope. And for those that are new to the channel, of course, be sure to hit the like, share, subscribe, but go back and check out some of those uh, previous episodes on Spotify SoundCloud, uh, Apple, and uh, Google Podcasts, man. Like, we, we we had a lot of dope conversations, whether it was sports, music, highlighting, you know, several of my friends and what it is that they're doing. You know, shout out to Dante um, with his clothing line. I spoke with him the other day, so he, he's got some things in the works. Hopefully he'll pull up and, and share some of those thoughts. Um had Isaiah on here uh, talking about, you know, his uh, weightlifting journey and things like that. Shout out to my cousin Charles, him talking about music and what he's doing. He's got some things in the works. He said, I got a lot of friends that are doing a lot of great things. So y'all go back and check out some of those earlier episodes. And like I said, man, we finally hit 500, man. So dope feeling. Definitely appreciate it. Um, sky's the limit from here. I know that um, in terms of the channel, of course, you still got to put in the grind, keep going. Um, the only way you can monetize off of it now is to put out content and, and get the views, man. So, of course, 500 is not the stopping point. It was just a milestone so that I can see what is next. You know what I'm saying? It's like you have all these requirements. Everything was met except for the subscribers. So it's like, okay, now that I got that out the way, they reviewed the account. So now I got to go and read, you know, some of the stuff that they sent me in terms of what I have to do next. And, um, we'll go from there. But real quick, before I go off to practice, man, I got practice today. Shout out to the Cochran cats. But, um, today's little quick episode, man, where do you draw the line between support and accountability. Shout out to the folks that's on the Facebook Live as well. Shout out Justin and DJ. Um, I'm glad you're on here, bro, because like I said, me and him was uh, just sitting together last night. Um, our daughters had a middle school basketball game, so it was it was pretty interesting. But that's kind of why I'm on this, you know, episode because I I was wanting to do it over the weekend. Really didn't have time to, you know, squeeze it in or whatever, but it, it, it's crazy how things worked out. So, 
support versus accountability. Like, where do you draw the line in the sand? Can you not do one without being able to do the other in terms of holding people accountable? Or do you feel like they go hand in hand? For me, in my opinion, I feel like both go hand in hand. If you truly support somebody or something, then I feel like you should be able to hold whoever's in charge accountable. And the reason why I'm saying all this is because I'll start with with my kids. I'm at this period where I support my kids. I love them to death. Anything that they do, I'm going to be there to support them. But at the same time, I want to hold them accountable for their actions. And what I mean by that is like, okay, this is my daughter's third year being involved in basketball. She played her fourth grade year. Their team went undefeated. They won the championship. You know what I'm saying? It's like she was just getting her feet wet. She was able to contribute, but at the same token, it was all new to her. And due to her length, like Aubrey's very, very long, like huge wingspan and things like that. So that's where she was being used at in the fourth grade. So then she goes to fifth grade, and they lost a lot of their leadership. So now the fifth grade coach is asking Aubrey to step up and be a leader. They're trying to make her a point guard. So that's where the accountability part comes in at. So as a dad, I'm thrilled at this opportunity. It's like, okay, you know, they're trying to make my daughter a point guard for a person that loves basketball. This, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is a dream come true. So I'm trying to push her and push her, go work on your ball handling, do this and do that. But at the same time, it's like I could tell that she really didn't have that thirst for basketball. So I've always told myself, it's like, I'm not going to push my kids. I'm not going to push them because that's what was done to me. Like, I had no choice but to play. Like, I got made to play until finally I kind of fell in love with it. I felt like, you know, once I realized, hey, I'm kind of good at it, you know what I'm saying? Then it's like, all right, then the love for the game came, and then, you know what I'm saying, I, I continued to pursue it without being pushed. But it's like, okay, your daughter's in the fifth grade. She's being chewed out by the coach. She's coming home. I'm trying to chew her out, but at the same time, I'm trying to be mindful of, you know what I'm saying, like I'm her dad. Like you you want to be supportive, but like I said, at the same time, I'm trying to make sure she's being held accountable. So that's why I'm asking is like, is there a thin line between support and accountability or do they go hand in hand? Can you can you do both? And just quick sidebars, like I hear a lot of people jumping on Shannon Sharp for how he always critiques Lamar Jackson. And that's another conversation where it's like people are like, nah, bro, we there ain't going to be no Lamar Jackson slander and this and that. And it's like, do you necessarily call it slander when you're simply trying to hold him accountable? You know, he went to L. I'm a Kentucky fan. You know, there's that L Kentucky rivalry bias or whatever. But from day one, I've always been supportive of the dude because of how they tried to make him change positions. You know what I'm saying? Like his, his 
draft stock suffered because they, you know, put the label on him in terms of he can't throw the ball and this and that. And I've made my opinions on him and in terms of throwing the ball or whatnot, but I never rooted against him. You know what I'm saying? So it's like when you talk about the Baltimore Ravens and you start saying like, hey, bro, man, Lamar's got to go win that game. Lamar's got to go do this. He's got to go do that. And the first thing people come back with, nah, bro, that's on the defense. Lamar did his job, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, bro, he's an MVP candidate. No, scratch that. He's an MVP winner. He won MVP already. He's a candidate this year. He he can make a case for it this year. But it's like for somebody that's won an MVP award and has been in the NFL this long, certain drives, bro, you got to know how to make the right reads and the right plays just to extend the game so that you can take your defense off the field. Uh, the game that sticks in mind, I think it was last year they played uh, Miami. And they was up like two or three touchdowns, and they just kept turning the ball over. So you giving Miami the ball with a short field. It was hot as hell that day, and you already knew that your defense wasn't getting the job done. So as a quarterback, now it's on you to secure the win. So you know what I'm saying? So when you critique Lamar Jackson, I'm looking at it in, from a standpoint of being a quarterback and managing the game, but it's almost like, nah, bro, you can't talk about him. You can't speak on Lamar Jackson. Uh, Justin, to me, it depends on the topic and the situation. Hard to just sum it up in one sentence for every situation. I agree, and that's why I'm, I'm trying to put my thoughts out here real quick before I go off to practice because I'm just saying, in my opinion, it's like – I feel like if you truly support somebody or support someone, then you should be able to voice when they F up. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, sticking with the Lamar thing real quick before I jump back on to my to my daughter. It's like, if he F'd up, bro, say he F'd up. That don't mean I support him any less. You know what I'm saying? Like, you you got to be able to take the good with the bad. And I feel like sometimes, bro, like, people don't understand that. I can be supportive of you, but still tell you where you F up. So going back to my daughter, it's like, okay, all summer long, my son, dad, can we go outside and dribble? Can we work on this? Can we work on that? I loved it. Like, I'm all for it. I'm like, all right, Aubrey, like, let's go outside. Let's do this and that. No, I don't think I want to. No, I don't think I want to. So at that point, I was like, all right, scratch it. She don't want to play basketball. And again, I've already I've already established not gonna force them. So she had this thirst for volleyball. So cool, she joined the volleyball team, whatnot. So then basketball tryouts come and then she's like, I wanna try out for the team. And I'm like, wait a minute, bro. Like you ain't you ain't did no work. You ain't done nothing. And I, I want them to learn that, bro, like you have to earn everything in life. Like nothing is going to be easy. Nothing's going to be given to you. You have to earn it. So I was kind of reserved when I, you know, I'm like, all right, oh Lord, like middle school is a whole nother ball game. Cause in elementary school here, you can't full court press until the last two minutes of each half and things like that. So they really don't, they're not familiar with being able to handle full court press and things like that. 
and Aubrey don't have enough thirst for basketball to be involved in any type of AAU or doing basketball camps and things like that. So Aubrey, as it relates to basketball, is just going off of natural ability. And that's the part where it's like, do I blame myself? I've been beating myself up, you know, so far. This is their third or fourth game. And they've been getting pressed and a lot of pressure and things like that. And she's trying to learn on the fly. And that's why I'm saying, like, I'm very supportive of my kids, but I'm also going to hold them accountable as long as they're out there on the court. Like, I'm I'm not going to sit here and watch my kids struggle knowing that they have a dad who loves basketball, consumes basketball on a regular, I coach. So even last week, I'm sitting here, you know, they had played a game, and the team that they played against – was one of my uh, former players. So it's like, damn, now I got cheerful. You know, I'm cheering for both of them or whatnot. But I knew that the girl that the little girl that I used to coach, she is a basketball player. She played all summer, went and go, you know, watched them for AAU and things like that. So they were prepping for this middle school season all summer. So they jump out, they're full court pressing against my daughter. My daughter's never seen a full court press before. So now I go from dad mode to coach mode, trying to tell her like, hey, you got to stay back with the ball because she's the one inbounding the ball. So as soon as she inbounds the ball, she takes off running down the court. And I'm like, nah, honey, you got to stay back so you can help. As soon as you make that first pass, they're going to jump the ball handle. So you got to stay back to help. So, I done came out of the bleachers. I'm down by the court and this and that. And it's like, how do you turn that switch off? And that's the problem that I have. You know what I'm saying? It's like, do you sit here and just support your kids and just be quiet? Or do you come home and you try to coach them and do this and do that and hold them accountable? And then I posted a video the other day on Facebook where it was like, nowadays these kids constantly have a coach in their ear and these kids are not allowed to just go out there and play. So now I'm just sitting on my hands and I'm like, damn, like what do I do? I had a coach, I had to coach against my own two kids two weeks ago. You talk about it's hard, bro. It's hard. And it's like last night, like I said, shout out to DJ who was on the live earlier. Um, His daughter was on the other team. So, you know what I'm saying? They're cousins, so they're competing against each other, but me and him are sitting next to each other in the crowd, and I'm just telling him, I was like, man, the coach wants Aubrey to shoot the ball. The coach wants Aubrey to dribble the ball. Like, he has all the faith in Aubrey in the world, but she doesn't have the faith in herself. And it's not that she doesn't have the ability, and it's like, I know what she's capable of capable of doing because half the time when practice and stuff is over, my kids sit around and shoot around with me. I make them dribble and do all these different things. So it's not that she's not capable of doing it. It's like, I don't know if she's afraid or what. So when I try to talk to her, it's like, it's received as, 
I'm letting you down, Dad. So now she's kind of beating herself up and this and that. I'm like, like, how do I talk to them? So that's why I'm saying, like, where is the thin line between support and accountability? Like, can you can you critique people and they receive it without them feeling like you're going against them? That's why I mentioned the Lamar Jackson thing and Shannon Sharp because everybody thinks Shannon Sharp is going against Lamar Jackson. And in my opinion, I disagree. I respectfully disagree. It's like, bro, like nobody's hating on Lamar Jackson, dog. It's like, come on, man. You've been in the league too long to make some of the mistakes that you make. You know, you're on a game winning drive and you running and scrambling and you just holding the ball out there, then boom, fumble, turnover. Y'all lose the game. Boom, you try to airmail one, it ain't even accurate. Interception. Boom, that's the game. Last week at tip, pick six, really wasn't on him. But at the same time, it's like, bro, like, y'all never should have been in that position. No way, you was up two scores. So that's what I'm saying. It's like people are trying to speak what we actually see, but it's perceived as hate. And that's why I'm saying with my daughter, I'm critiquing what I see. I'm not trying to bash her. I'm not trying to degrade her and make her feel like, she's not a good basketball player. But it's like, okay, y'all are up four with a minute left. You're inbounding the ball under the other team's basket. You throw it right to the other team, they go lay the ball up. I'm like, oh hell. Get the ball right back. You turn around and turn the ball over again. Luckily, the other team lost the ball. And Aubrey and them ended up winning. But I'm saying to myself, as a dad, I'm sitting here in the stands and I'm potentially watching my kid throw the game away. So now I'm in my feelings because it's like I'm here to support her as her dad. But now I'm also in coach mode. I'm pissed off because I'm like, bro, like these are the things that you've been dealing with for the last two years. Had you listened to your elementary coach, and applied what he was trying to tell you on top of what I was trying to tell you, then you wouldn't be in this situation and you would be able to calm down knowing that, okay, a lot is happening. Full court press is kind of new to me, kind of nervous, kind of scared. But at the same time, it's like, okay, take a deep breath, handle the pressure, and win the game. But it's like, she said to me the other night when uh, LSU was on, LSU girls, I called her downstairs. I was like, hey, let's sit down and watch the game. She has no interest. She's like, uh, here, I'll watch a, a half or a quarter. And I'm like, no, nah. I was like, look, you need to watch what they doing so you can learn and this and that. And then she's like, I'd rather learn on my own. So when she hit me with that, I'm sitting there like, you know what? Hit it with the Drewski. You got me. You got me. Like, I'm going to let you learn on your own. I'm going to respect your wishes and try my best to just sit back and allow you to grow and develop. Who knows? You may not ever play basketball again after this, and I will be perfectly fine with that. I will support you 100% regardless of whatever choices you make. But as long as you keep saying I want to play basketball, 
I feel like it's my job to help prepare you because that's one thing that I will say in terms of youth sports today. It ain't a lot of player development no more. All these coaches only want the kids that can come in right away and can contribute and help them win these AAU championships and these little elementary league championships and things like that. There's not a lot of teaching. And that's the problem that I have because it's like if I don't teach my kids what it is that they have to know at this age level, then they're never going to get it. Has she seen herself play like on film? They can see what you're talking about. Dude, I recorded it. <laughs> I'm sitting there telling her last night because, like, like I said, even though they won the game, even the little clip that I posted this morning, it's like the ball is on the ground. It's a loose ball. You see her running out of the frame. And I'm like, nah, baby, when the ball is out there, you got to be ready to go get the ball. And I keep telling her as long as her arms are in her wingspan, I was like, hell, her wingspan damn near as big as mine. I'm like, baby, if you're just sitting here with your arms down, you're shrinking yourself. I was like, a lot of these little girls, you can intimidate if you just open your arms up because you're long. When people see that, they don't know what to do, regardless of whether you're quick enough to move your feet or anything like that. Just the appearance. You can scare people with just looking like you can play. But for whatever reason, it's like she's just kind of nervous, kind of stiff out there. And that's the part that I'm I'm trying to figure out. Like, it's hard, man. It's hard because I don't want her to feel like I'm discouraged. You know, like... Like, I'm angry because in reality, I'm not. Even though I just said I I was, but it's like I know that she doesn't have the knowledge. She's learning on the fly. But the part that pisses me off is that I'm trying to give it to them. And I hear a lot of people, and it ain't just me, that it's like, you know, kids are more receptive to the information if it comes from somebody else. So now it's like, all right, do I send her into a dribbling coach, a shooting coach, and things like that? Even though the same things that they're going to tell her, I could tell her here at home, I feel like. Not saying I know everything, but it's like I feel like I could share some of my expertise as it pertains to that. But since it's coming from their dad, it's almost like, you know, I don't want to disappoint him. So they're kind of reserved or hold back. And, you know, my, my wife has said that to me before too. It's like, you know, that's a lot of pressure on them. They're trying not to disappoint you. And I'm like, nah, cause I wish somebody would have done that for me. And I get it. They're still young. Peyton's nine. Aubrey's 11. They're still young. I didn't really figure it out and fall in love with it until I was, probably in the seventh or eighth grade. You know what I'm saying? Peyton's in the fourth grade. And it's like, even with him, it's like, bro, like no disrespect to some of the kids that I see out there on their team for him and my nephew. It's like, bro, I've been watching y'all all summer. I don't know what it is that y'all doing in practice, but it's like, there's no way that some of these kids should be playing in front of y'all. So now it's just a confidence issue in my opinion. And I could be totally wrong. They could be going to practice and looking like Steve Urkel out there on the court. I don't know. But when they're in the comfort 
of their own driveway or at their grandmother's backyard, they out there going between their legs, shooting jump shots, hustling, layups. And then when you go watch them play, it's like they ain't never touched a ball before. So that's why I'm saying, you know, going back on, on topic real quick before I get off here, it's like, can you support a person? I ain't even going to just, you know, put it on just me supporting my kids. Like, can you support anyone that's doing anything and hold them accountable without it coming off as, oh, you hating? Oh, you hating? That's why I used to tell people, you know, when I'm sitting here making these posts about LeBron and this and that, oh, man, how you call yourself a fan? How you call yourself a Kentucky fan when you it sounds like you always rooting against them? No. I'm holding these motherfuckers accountable. Like, if you play like trash, you play like trash. I'm going to say that. I'm not going to just sit here and ignore the fact just because I'm a fan of LeBron. If I feel like he should have took the shot, then he should have took the shot. If I feel like he turned the ball over a bunch, he turned the ball over. Like, I'm holding him accountable. That doesn't mean that I support him any less. So that's what I'm saying. It's like, bro, like, why do we feel like when it comes to support, everyone is exempt from being held accountable? I don't care if you're selling a product, bro. Like, if if, if your product is not up to par, I feel like it can be better, then if I really support you, I should be able to tell you that. Like, I don't understand how people can sit here and get angry with somebody critiquing a product. Like if I'm going to invest my time and my money into a service that you're providing and I'm supporting you, then why should I just have to pay for something, even though I feel like it could be better and not tell you like it, it doesn't make sense. And that's why I feel like it's, it puts us all in a, a bad spot when you're willing to hold back on an obvious observation just so it doesn't appear that you're less supportive. Like, nah, bro. It don't mean that I don't love you any less. So that's why I'm saying it's like, you know, I, I, I told my daughter before she went to bed, it's like, I love you. Y'all won the game. That's something that you should be proud of, regardless of how many mistakes may have been made. Y'all won the game. Learn from it. But I am going to tell you that you almost cost your team the game by your mistakes. Not the whole entire team, your mistakes. So had you put a little bit more time in the ball handling, had you sat down and watched the game with me like I asked you the other night. Who knows? I'm not saying that the outcome would have been different. You might have still turned the ball over. Who knows? But I'm saying that anything that you enjoy doing or you want to succeed at, you have to put in the time and the effort. You're not just going to roll out the bed and get better at it. And that's what I'm trying to instill in my kids at an early age. It's like, bro, like, you don't get to lay in the bed all day. Don't go dribble. Don't go shoot. Think you're just going to walk in the tryouts, make the team, and then everything just what? 
Because now you two years removed from playing at a high school level. So a lot of these little kids, they actually got natural talent, natural abilities. So if you're not ready to play up to that level and, and that standard, then it's going to be a lot of embarrassing moments. And call me a bad parent if you want to. I'm t- like, it ain't free to get in these damn games. So I ain't going to keep coming and paying money if you're going to keep rejecting the information. You ain't putting the work in on your own. And you just out there. No. So that's where we're going to leave it at. Uh, does that make me less supportive if I don't show up to the games? No. I love my kids to death. Shout out to Alex on the live. Sometimes we really don't want accountability. At least for me, it was a maturity matter. Now I get it and even went back and apologized for misunderstanding their level of support of me. Hold on. Support of me by not letting me settle. The line cooks I work with now most don't like me because I won't let them out of something that looks like trash in the window. They don't see the worth of it now, but they will when they apply for a top-tier restaurant. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's that's what I'm talking about. It's like, if it can be better. Now, take in mind now, everybody's opinion, you know what I'm saying? You can take that with a grain of salt. Everybody's opinion is not worthy of me changing what it is that I'm doing. So... If I value your opinion and I feel that your critique is coming from a good space, you have experience in what it is that we're talking about, then I have to take it in consideration. There are grown people in their 40s that don't want to own up to accountability. That's what, I, that's what I'm saying. And it's like, it it has to matter. And when... You hear people say things. It doesn't mean that they're hating. It doesn't mean that they don't love you. In my opinion, it it means that they actually care. They're trying to help maybe improve. And it may not be helpful. All advice ain't good advice. I understand that. But as it relates to sports, as it relates to you and, you know, talking about cooking and things like that, if you prepare a dish and you get ready to serve it to somebody, presentation matters you know what i'm saying that's going to dictate whether or not somebody comes back to order more food or recommend coming back to wherever it is that y'all are working at at a restaurant presentation matters there's a lot of food places i done been to and as soon as i see the service nope i ain't coming back so that's what i'm saying it's like instead of looking at every critique as something negative we all should be able to open our minds open our ears, open our hearts to receive the message without looking at it from a negative light all the time. And that's the part that I'm trying to get my kids to understand. It's like, I'm not coming at y'all trying to highlight every single mistake, but I'm trying to help you all so that you don't continue to make the same mistake because there's a lot of games left on that schedule. And it's like, Come on, honey. Like, what's going to happen next? And what I'm fearful of, and after this I'm done because I got to get ready to go to practice. Employees showed up late three hours or more every day for five straight days and got mad because they had to sign a write-up. See, nah. Nope. That's just being irresponsible. 
And when it's time for me to hold you accountable, guess what? You can get mad all you want to, but you're going to get this right up. You're going to get this right up. But uh, real quick in closing, that's 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 what I'm saying. Like, I don't want my kids to continue to make the same mistakes over and over and over. I'm trying to help. And I'm also trying to take in mind that they're still kids. I do not expect Aubrey to become Angel Reese or Aja Wilson or anything like that. I don't expect Peyton to go out here and be damn, I don't even know who I can compare him to because I'm hoping that my son hits another growth spurt. Like I said, even on his team, it's like he's one of the bigger kids on his team and he's only in the fourth grade. So when he stands up, especially against our team, when he comes in there, he's bigger than some of our fifth graders. So in my mind, I'm like, bro, if y'all would just apply what I'm trying to give you and take it to heart, y'all could be head over heels in terms of talent once it's time for you to play against your peers. But it's just like, damn, like where do you draw that line between being a dad and just letting them figure it out? Someone had a great suggestion recorded and have film breakdown sessions. You're right. You're right. You're right. But anywho, man, like I said, uh, looks like my camera done died on me. So, get ready to jump off here because I'm going to go to practice. Um, I've tried to, to record and show it to her and things like that, but if she doesn't have an interest in it, then I'd rather her say that. Just be like, look, Dad. And I feel like she tried to tell me that last week. So that's why I'm I'm trying to hold back a little bit. Because when I'm like, here, let's watch the game. And then she's like, hey, I, I'd rather watch it on my own. Or I'd rather learn on my own. It's kind of like, all right, man, leave me alone. Like, every day don't have to be basketball. And I'm like, okay, cool. I respect that. But it's like, okay, four points. Y'all up four with a minute left, and then you turn around and back-to-back turnovers. Not only are you looking bad, I'm looking bad. <laughs> Them parents in the stands is pissed off because it's like you you watching the game literally be thrown away, and it comes at the expense of my child, and it's like, oh, shit. So y'all let me know in the comment section, man. Appreciate y'all on the live. Like, can you be supportive? and still hold each other accountable or if you truly support somebody then they're exempt from being critiqued like how does that work because I really feel bad for Shannon Sharp when he was you know giving his observation on Lamar Jackson and then you turn around last night you look at Josh Allen they were critiquing Josh Allen I don't care how big his arm is Bruh got a lot of silly turnovers, man. Just stupid turnovers. And a lot of them games that they have lost fall at his fingertips. So it's like not to turn it into a race thing. It's like, bro, like both can be equally critiqued, in my opinion. <laughs> I don't care what color the quarterback is, bro. If, if you can't manage the drive and, and secure a win, then that's on you. But it's like. 
you know, Shannon Sharp critiquing Lamar Jackson is always, come on, bro, you always turn down the black quarterbacks and you don't say that about Baker Mayfield and this. And I'm like, bro, everybody said Baker Mayfield is trash. Has she seen herself play like on film that they can see what you're talking about? I've shown her videos that I've taken. Like I said, I don't, I don't know if their coach records their games yet. Like I said, the older she gets, then you'll start having film session. I know for us over at Cochran, we record all of our games and we sit down and watch them the following week. And I even had somebody online question me about that. It's like, bro, they only in elementary school. Why y'all sitting around treating it like the NBA? And I'm like, we're not treating it like the NBA. How else are they going to learn? How else are they going to improve if they don't see what it is that they're doing wrong? I get it. At that age level, they still can't even grasp all the concepts because we'll come in and teach something. A week later, we'll have to turn around and teach it again. I get it. But guess what? If we keep drilling that into their minds, eventually it's going to click and they're going to know what to do. Like, to me, allowing a child to just keep making the same mistakes over and over and over and over, bro, like, to me, that's not being supportive at all. But anyways, man, enough of my rambling. Appreciate y'all on the live, man. Y'all let me know in the comment sections, man, how y'all feel. Hit that thumbs up for me, bro. Like I said, we have 500 now, so all of this is going to matter. Like the views, the thumbs up, the subscribers, all of that is important now, man. I'm trying to make sure we all eat. Everybody gets gets a fair share at this, man. Uh, shout out to Mario with my therapist when we do this podcast. Shout out to my guy, Clyde. Uh, he went to Germany to go watch the Colts play. So I can't wait to hear his uh, recap of all of that, man. That's dedication right there, bro. That's a diehard fan right there. I I would love to be able to do that. So shout out to him. Uh, the Sick Anvil Show. Uh, I'm going to mess it up again. The Complicatedly Misunderstood Podcast. Like, everybody, man. Support the homies. We out. Ass toasted, no competition. Amisha posted. I feel so high. I feel so live. My body's in the twine. Amisha posted. I feel so live. And I know why. That I can't deny. Amisha posted. Goody, fine wine. Fools, mock liquor. Wish me I'm high class.